Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy. Go to stringjoy.com and get some amazing strings. It'll make you sound better. It'll make you play like butter. That's the best thing about it. Uh, I actually need to re-up some strings. This is, that's a good reminder. So while I'm buying some strings, you guys buy some strings too. We'll race. We'll see who gets there first. So I sure hope you guys downloaded this pretty early on. But also, a cool little shout out. Um, right now, if you go to pedalraffle.com, you can see that uh, Stringjoy is participating in a fire relief raffle that's being hosted by the Tone Mob. Uh, there's a lot of cool gear, um, bigger pedals. Albi, we've got Chase Bliss Dark World, Cooper Effects Arcades, the Maris Hedra, uh, the uh, Baby Furnace from Fuzzrocious, the Tumnus Deluxe from Wampler, the Visitor by Old Blood Noise, the Gale by Spruce Effects, the Virus by dang it a wall a wall i i said it i said it there's an amp from benson and there's also a nice cool squire cyclone and there's string joy strings and, and cables from sinusoid it looks like and cable yeah they're up there i didn't yeah look look at all this cool stuff and a pedal board they come on they come with a pedal board Nin- a beautiful pedal board by the way it looks like it has purple heart wood do you win all of this or is everything separate it's it's all in one. Oh shoot that pedal board is up. oh it's is uh, up uh, custom pedal board specked up by the winner valued up to 300 so oh, dang. yeah it looks like you can uh, make some make some choices there that yeah they've got some this is phenomenal all right okay sorry i got totally distracted by all this awesomeness every in- dollar is an entry so you can give as little as a dollar or as much as you want to reel okay. this in and this is the fastest way to get a benson right now it sure seems like so it's the benson the nathan jr reverb um is this just uh it's five water okay that's all right so we might we're, do we just want to empty the, the account to do this all right anywho because <laughs> <laughs> we're not using the money for anything else let's just go for it <laughs> um all right so check that out and uh also go to stringjoy.com and see some cool stuff they've got they've got socks I need to order some socks. Yeah. I need to it, wait for the old style string joy hats to come back because that's the kind I want. I've got the dad, dad hat. hat. That you have? I've got the dad hat. I love my dad hat. Yeah. Uh, one last note. The raffle ends the 20th of October at noon so, Pacific time, just before noon Pacific time. So you got two weeks. Go sign up. Less than two weeks, actually, when this goes live. It's, so. This is open internationally, too. The winner is going to be responsible for shipping and any tax or import fees. But that's pretty cool for uh, going international. 
usually it's the continental United States. Yeah, I think that's probably go because of regulations and things. I know that there was the the great guitar build off uh, that was uh, going around YouTube, and there were some issues with international law and raffles and giveaways and things like that. It was uh, sponsored by Ben Crow from Crimson Guitars, and uh, a bunch of YouTubers uh, took place and and built uh, built different instruments uh, for this uh, uh, raffle contest thing that. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, the all the money raised from people either buying these instruments or something like that would go uh, to a charity of the builder's choice. Uh, but I know that there was some some confusion and some hurdles and roadblocks uh, when they did that internationally, just because of international law in other countries. So, uh, but maybe they found a way around it. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, also, can we like take a moment for like a moment of silence? Eddie Van Halen passed away today. I'm like pretty bummed. I don't know if like a lot of the P Dubs people will be upset, but yeah. That I mean, sucks. it is is in the process of taking over my Facebook newsfeed. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'll have to uh, grab uh, one of my Van Halen albums and put it on after this. Which one you got? I've got a couple. Um, I've got OU812. That's one of my favorites. Let's see. I, I wish I could remember the dang. Which, which is the one with Jump on it? Uh, is that Fair Warning or 1984? I think it's 1984. It's 19, okay. 1984 is the intro to Jump. And then there's the... Uh, right. What was the cover art for that? I think... 1984? That was the baby smoking, wasn't that, it? Yeah, that's baby right. angel okay. smoking? I wanted to make sure. It was, yeah, it's the, like, the ch- smoking cherub. And then I've got Diver Down yeah. as well. Oh, that's a good one too. Diver Down was fantastic. I think I think of Van Halen every single time, like I'm out uh, on the water somewhere and I see one of those flags. Uh, oh, the diver flag. Yeah, the diver flag. It's, yeah. you know, it's it's the same. There's there's a word for for the code that they they use for that, but I don't remember what it is, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, listen to some Van Halen today. If it wasn't for Eddie Van Halen, I wouldn't have put a drill up to my guitar and made that nice <laughs> fun noise through the pickups. You know, the, the first time I ever heard Van Halen was was Jump, and it was my movie theater when I was a kid, this small little two-screen movie theater in, in Clinton, Iowa, where I grew up. Uh, the, like, the welcome to the cinema uh, pre-roll had Jump playing in the background. And I was like, what is this? This is so cool. And it wasn't until years later I found out what it was, because, you know, my dad was, like, Chuck Berry and Johnny Horton and Jimmy Swagger, not Van Halen. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. I got distracted. Um I the Van Halen the their first self-titled album was probably one of the most influential albums of theirs on me. Um I'm trying to think what the uh track was. There's a weird track on there that I absolutely loved. And I can't find it. Sorry. Welcome to Diaz getting distracted. <laughs> uh, I mean, but like Atomic Punk was fantastic. And then Ice Cream Man was on there. I mean, Jamie's Crying, ain't talking about love. You really got me eruption, running with the devil. Their first album was just It was solid. I don't, I don't think they could ever like really top that, in my opinion. 
you know, was, the, re- the really big kick in the pants for this whole thing is like Van Halen was one of those rock stars that like never did anything too crazy. Who, Eddie Van Halen? Right. I would, con- I would consider cocaine crazy. I mean, Roth was nuts, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah they maybe, they all maybe, were okay maybe they, i'm thinking of something wrong i man i really thought that there was something no he was the, not on the up and up of their band history but may, maybe i'm really thinking of something else oh no dude i think eddie van halen like um he was a really big alcoholic but uh um, oh yeah absolutely not what i was thinking of. i have no idea what i was thinking of then yeah Weird. no the uh yeah he was a pretty big drug addict well, regardless, my uh, my feelings of him don't change. No, like I'm not don't saying change it, at all, like, dude. He was he like he literally revolutionized guitar. Mm. Just 100 percent revolutionized the way people played guitar. But all right, let's move on to what's new, John. I see you have a list of a lot of what's new stuff. Well, I just I put a few things in there. Some some aren't really new. Since the last time I was on the show, the only new thing is uh is an old like 1980s, late 80s Ibanez 12 string that I I got for free. Well, when uh, you sell it, you have to put it as lawsuit era because anything that's an Ibanez before 1990 is what everyone loves to label as lawsuit era yeah yeah even though it may not be and this one certainly is not it's part of their performer series which i believe was their entry-level korean made made by court uh in the 80s oh yeah tell um yeah you know it's weird i I haven't been able to find uh, anything about the finish uh i've seen i've seen plenty in their catalogs of the standard you know like um spruce style uh, spruce style top and like the mahogany back and sides but like uh yeah this one uh this one's like all sort of rosewood color and i haven't seen that before but yeah when i when i got it you know it was missing a few bridge pins uh, i had to shave about two feet off the saddle and uh do some do a lot of truss rod adjustment but it's a it's a great player um probably took about 30 years off the uh, off the age of the frets with a little bit of steel wool but um yeah the guy brought it to me he's like hey can you uh um, see if you know maybe clean this up and see if there's anybody who wants it and um or you know maybe i'd sell it i, I don't know and then i got back to him i was like well you know it's got a little crack in the heel and nobody i talk to is is interested in it and it's not a very good guitar to learn on because it's a 12 string um yeah and but you know if you'd want to sell it this is this is the value that i could come up with um and I was like, you know, I I'd, I thought about offering something for you, but I'm just, you know, I'm not in the position right now to just drop 200 bucks in a guitar I don't need. And uh, he was like, no, I just want you to have it. I, you know, I, I reconsidered and and I, I don't really want to sell it. I just want you to have it. You put so much work into it and I would much rather see it be played uh, than sitting in a corner. And so that was, that was awesome. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm super grateful for that. I'm going to uh, probably throw a pickup in it. This is actually my sixth 12-string that I've ever had. Um, I've got a, a love affair uh, with them uh, every now and then. Uh, but, yeah, I'll probably throw a pickup in there and, uh, you know, use it for a bird's cover band or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, speaking of pickups, the the reason I, uh, I put down my Taylor Academy 12 is uh, when I was looking for a new stage acoustic, uh, a few months back, I ended up picking up one of those because I love the way to play. It was just so, so open and airy, and uh, it just it felt like it 
breathed more than uh, than my higher value tailor. And but it didn't have electronics in it, at least not this one. And I'm not Scott and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit, and I'm not a big fan of the Taylor Electronics, so I put a K and K Pure Mini in it, and I think that's probably what I'll put in the 12 string as well. It, uh, did you do yeah. it yourself, or did you have it done? I did it myself. It looks really simple. Is it just three body sensors underneath yeah. the underneath yeah. the bridge plate? And, and it, yeah, it's, so it's it's three little little body sensors that are about the re, the, the Pure Mini is mini because the sensors are smaller. And there are these little piezo transducers um, about the size, oh, geez, um, a little bit about the size of like a Tylenol, like an, un, or an uncoated Tylenol. Or, I mean, maybe an ibuprofen. Pick, pick your drug of choice. Um, but, it, and it's not just you, you stick them on there. Um, they do have little adhesive dots that you can use, but they recommend against it. They recommend you use a gel-based superglue. And they include this little jig to mount and there's it's a little plexiglass piece that and and some tiki tack that you attach the uh the back side of the pickup to this acrylic piece and you put this golf tee in this hole in this thingy in this jig and you put it through the you put it into your sound hole and then that golf tee goes into the butt side of your um uh, your your string hole in in the bridge, and it all lines up, and you just pull it up, and you hold it there till the glue sets, and you move on to the next one, and it's spaced, and it tells you exactly where to put it, so it's spaced properly across the strings. And uh, sorry for the background noise, children. No, it's all good. I'm actually just enjoying watching your child run behind you. Oh yeah, go. I'm surprised the other two aren't down here yet. But uh, yeah, no, super easy to install. Um, I did have to drill out the end pin block um, to put uh, the jack in, but um, you know, I, I invested in a nice uh, a nice ream bit uh, not too long ago um, after tearing out uh, one of the tuning peg holes on a headstock uh, with a standard drill bit. So uh, I invested in one of those, and that made it really easy to kind of hog out that end pin hole. And I've been super impressed with it. Um, it's very sensitive for a passive system. I mean, I believe they have a system with a preamp, but it's very, very sensitive. And it's a little mid-range heavy. Um, for my acoustic rig, I usually run, other than tuner, I've got a 15-band EQ just by Donner. It's like some $40 thing. Um, and, like, I've got, like, a 12 dB cut at 500 hertz. Like, it's just that right around there. It just gets very honky. Um, but, you know. It's uh, it, it's fine, and then I run that through a, a Westminster Effects. Uh, oh, geez, what is it? I don't remember. Cody doesn't listen to this podcast, anyways. I don't think so. <laughs> For sponsoring it, I don't think he actually listens. Listen, um, I'm every on other the week. podcast. I'm on this podcast, and I don't listen to it. Eh, Cody doesn't <laughs> listen to ours either. He has no idea any of the post production stuff I do. I could just run him through the gutter, and he wouldn't know. So I'm the Cody of the effects of it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow harsh um zurich it's the zurich Cody prepares for those episodes so yeah, there's it's that. the zurich acoustic preamp is is what it is and and that has an xlr out and so it's uh gives a nice clean uh way to to boost my signal uh level up before um cutting it down to line level to or to uh mic level to send to the desk so uh yeah 
yeah, it's a cool little thing, and I'll probably end up putting that in the 12-string, too. So that's what's new. Nice. Sounds, sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. Scott, what's new with you? Uh, Guitar World, I bought picks this week. Ooh. <laughs> what's, your, what's your pick brand of choice? Uh, I've been using Dunlop Prime Tone. Those uh, are the ones that I tried, right? Yeah, the beveled Altex. Yeah, those are... Yeah, he's been like using this for stuff. years. Yeah, I've been using them for a while. So I, uh, we were discussing this in our Patreon group about thicknesses and things like that, and I realized uh, I've been just I've just been playing a one and a half millimeter thick pick for a while, and I haven't moved up, and so I decided to try the next size bigger, see how it sits. So I just got a new pack of two millimeter uh, prime tones, trying them out. I'm not really noticing much of a difference other than just it's a little easier to hold. Because thick picks are easier to hold. Yeah, I'm a I'm a .73 guy. I and that is by far not the thinnest I've ever used either. Yeah, but high yeah, school's uh, been a was a long time ago there, John. <laughs> uh, all the punk guys are going to get mad at us for saying something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean if it if it's your style to, you know, strum yeah. hard and throw your whole arm into it, that like thin picks are probably the better option. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've used gravity picks before. I've tried the prime tones. Um, you know, when I'm doing recording work, I'll definitely switch up what I use. But live, 100% Tortex 0.73s. Uh, it's just the yeah. most comfortable and predictable for me. If I was to like, so I'm like, I haven't bought picks in forever because I had like five million gear supply picks, <laughs> and so I still find them randomly and just stick with that. But those are just Clayton picks, aren't they? I mean, yeah, I think yeah, so. I, but oh, if I have secrets, if I have to like, if I need to like bet on what's a guitar pick I know and that like I can rely on, Dunlop seventy three Tortex. It's that that beautiful yellow that you can see when you drop it. <laughs> Not if you get Gator Grip, then they're green. Oh no, I didn't. I don't. No, no, Tortex. Yeah, I, I used to play the .58 Gator Grips, and I've tried the yellow Altexes as well. But yeah, I've just kind of settled on the uh, on the Dunlops. My happy place. It's like it's like home. You just yeah. you know it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, although they don't hold up to pick slides very well, which I know. I, I mean, there's there's two things that are like my thing. I consider my thing. One is unnecessary pick slides, and two is uh, tremolo. I just feel like I can imagine you playing like Face Down by Red Jumpsuit, <laughs> yeah. and like they got that that pick scrape at the beginning. I can imagine you doing that like before every verse and every chorus, <laughs> like the lead singer being like, okay. We get it. I have to limit myself sometimes when I really get into a song because, man, I like pick slides. I really do. (laughs) Back when like Elevation Worship, like early Elevation Worship songs were like a bit more punk rocky, you could definitely sneak a few in there. And so I've done it. If we pull like Mighty Warrior, one of those songs out, you can totally sneak one in, especially because like the guitar. I'll throw it in on like. uh, Redmond's "We Are the Free" when I'm playing at church, and um, you know some Planet Shaker stuff. I mean, our our shtick is always kind of uh, um, oh, you know, a bit, bit more more rock vibe to the stuff that that we're doing. I like it. Uh, what's the song again? I say rejoice. 
Um, I think it's a Hooten song. Like, is it a play on the old song? Because, like, uh, that's um, a hymn. Yeah. No, it's not a. It's definitely not a hymn style. It's uh I mean, it's a psalm that a hymn was based on. <laughs> oh, it's Israel and New Breed. Yeah, that's Israel what it is. Hutton. Yeah. So, uh, it's got a really cool feel to it. And I've, I've thrown some pick scrapes in there. Oh, yeah. Even old Hillsong, man. Like, the stuff on I Heart Revolution. Um, oh, yeah. Like, Tell the World That. Oh, one of my favorites. You know, uh, their last album had a moment like that. It did. I, I almost was interested, and I, I forgot to do it. I may remember this time, to see the producers and, and just compare. Um, remove everyone's whose last name is Houston and then figure out the other similarities. <laughs> Every Houston. Uh, right. This, this I, has been P-Dub's minute. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kylo, how'd you get in here? So yeah, Sorry, uh, my... the other fun thing is my exploration of the boss metal zone continues. This is oh, actually, yeah. I finally plugged it in and started playing with it. I did definitely... They, wait, wait, do they know that you got the metal zone? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked you, about it last week. Last episode. Yeah. Yep. Did we? Yeah. Wait, was I on there? I yeah. Mean, you, you, were, you were audible, but you might not have been present. Yeah, I, I think you, you said something to the tune of that you didn't know about the metal zone into the preamp or into okay. the power amp, and you weren't sure how, you know that, what? how that worked. We should have someone who listens to the episodes actually come on every once in a while to remind hey, me of what I said. There's only, like, there's only dozen, there's only a few dozen listeners, so like we yeah. we got to <laughs> grab them selectively here. That's right. Well, you guys got to rotate. You got to do it every other week. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, the metal zone. So, yeah. what? Are, so, how are you using it? Are you getting metally? Are you trying to use it more as an overdrive um, or a tone shaper? Uh, so, I, the first thing I wanted to see was with a Kemper now, run it through all the different types of amps. You know, mm. because I I played Fenders pretty much my whole life, or my whole playing time, and so like that's I remember it. You know the the metal zone being this fizzy awful thing and with a fender profile it still sucks oh yeah um, I, would, I would i would bet but once you start running into something like a marshall profile or a vox profile it it's a lot of fun i wouldn't have guessed on on the vox i could definitely see the the marshall i mean where that pedigree you know dates back to like the basement era mm-hmm. where you've got that kind of that woolly mid-range i think that that would be a perfect pairing for the metal zone yeah so i mean just i i pulled the treble back a little bit on the way the eq works on the metal zone so i got rid of the the high full of b sound it sounds like 80s metal like hair metal mm, quality and it's so i'm just sitting there like doing all the the goofy riffs i know like the top gun theme song and i stuff love like the that. top gun theme song one of my favorite warm-ups Diaz okay steve it. stevens killed it what you i hate the you used to complain no. about me doing that when, like, I don't know, we plugged into something. And you're like, oh, God, the te- top 10 team song or something like that when I started playing it. Are you sure? Yeah. we Go back a few episodes when we're talking about, like, what song do you play when you're sound checking? Uh, no, I just hate when people do it. At, oh. like. See, I, I do that. And, uh, oh, geez, the uh, um, Living on a Prayer by Jovi. 
I played a cover show in Seattle a couple years ago and had to learn that tune for it. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. It's so a great it, tune, though. It's like stuck in my, and the solo is ripping. It's great. Yeah. The, the hardest part of the solo is that last part with that run mm-hmm. because it's one of those weird things where you're, for me, it's like you're going up in tone, but like the way you're moving on the guitar feels like you're going down. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like been, I, I simplified it. I, I'll I'll wholly admit that I simplified that for my. Oh yeah, when it comes to that part, I just kind of like rip something really quick, something pentatonic, <laughs> and just end on the bend. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the bend is what people know, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hmm. My yeah. wife just texted me saying the the kids are playing Mister Roboto upstairs. I just played uh, the sticks. Uh, um, Kilroy was here album for. <laughs> them last night the, the best i still oh sticks is a weird band man like, oh, dude, I, yeah I, I i still but honestly like uh come sail away it's got to be like one of the greatest songs ever written you know they have a really even i mean regardless of what song in their catalog they've got a really good grasp on dynamic control like and it's I've, not just production it's it's musically dynamic yeah i mean that's that's and quality how many there's like i know there's different singers right like hasn't or there has been different singers yeah there there have been yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but the one thing that's been constant with that band is every singer they've had has had such a solid pitch mm. like, I, I mean the, honestly it's important for the octave stuff that they're doing you know and yeah like, like you know speaking of van halen i mean you can go to hagar and roth and if if you have the stage presence that can cover a multitude of of you know vocal sins um <coughs> david and, lee roth yeah i know right but, oh my gosh she's so horrible <laughs> but you know for their shtick no one ever cared i remember the first time someone told me that you like david lee roth he's a terrible singer i'm like what the heck are you talking about uh, you know what he's a better singer than he is a karate performer that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like, like so that just shows you how much i hate when he starts Cocaine doing is the karate, a hell of a drug guys <laughs> that's when, listen when he starts doing the karate stuff i get so annoyed it's like really one of those things where like if i was at, at their concert and he started doing the karate stuff i'd like turn and like not look so just, it like, up just like embarrassed like oh my gosh i can't yeah. believe i'm here like 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 the dad's like god dang it <laughs> i told davey not to do that in public again davey <laughs> <laughs> wait you don't think his dad called him davey oh i guarantee you his dad <laughs> called him davey <laughs> He's like David Lee Ross. He's like, but Dad, I'm sleeping with all these women. He's like, Davy, you clean your room. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm just looking forward to when David Lee Roth runs for president in 2024. So. Oh my gosh, hell, he's got a good shot this year. Just go ahead. And, <laughs> like God, I mean, you know, it's bad whenever people are thinking Kanye is a vi- like a viable option. Man, oh, dude, I, I forgot to look. I just I want to write him in. <laughs> I just got my mail-in ballot, and I wanted to see if Connie's actually on the on the. Oh my gosh! Or not. Can you open it right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Wait, is this the Spanish one or is this the regular one? <laughs> I think Kanye is probably the same in both languages. <laughs> oh, he's he's not on it. Oh, who are the choices? I have a write-in option though. Um, okay. Yeezy. So, so you have. <laughs> no, I, I've got a Green Party, a Party for Socialism and Liberation, the American Solidarity Party, wait, wait, hold on. and Libertarian talk, as an option. Let's, hold on. Let's, let's, if we could get uh, Cody on here and let's talk about that Party of Socialism because that would be fantastic. 
<laughs> with, oh. uh, I think Cody would respond with, I think you're going to have to clarify which party of socialism. Yeah, yeah I that, guarantee that's, you. That's very true. That's anyway. why I like political episodes. Like, I just never say anything because I, I mean, I just have nothing to say. And uh, I mean, it's not that I disagree with Cody on, on all that stuff. It's that it's just his interest level in all of those things is so far beyond me. I can't even. Here's my question. What? How many pedals do you think Cody's going to release after the election? There'd be like 20 new pedal releases because he, he doesn't have politics to deal with anymore. So he's like, he just gets bored. And then... Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I know there's a few V2s in the works, but as far as... Uh, Which is, that's not me saying, that's not me saying like Cody's lazy because of politics. No, that's, that's exactly what I heard. No, no, hold on. Stop. What I'm saying is he'll have more time to be, he won't... to be creative when he's not preoccupied with the right. And there's nothing wrong with being the impending doom of the nation. Yeah, <laughs> there's, and there's nothing wrong with being impending or ongoing, depending on your, your viewpoint. Yeah. So don't oh be God. lazy like the Westminster effects guys and be, be a good productive <laughs> wow. citizen. Oh like my God. Joy. Hey, yeah. play better, sound better. I'm not. On, I'm not on his payroll, so you can say what you want. <laughs> I get paid in pedals and occasional favors. That's right. <laughs> Did you? Never mind. Never, never mind. mind. Never, never mind. All right. Uh, so I family got this cool show. Family friendly. I got show. this cool Crimbule pedal for right. fifty-five bucks at Guitar Center. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. Well, is no. That a, is that a Klon sort of thing? I mean, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Tone Bakery, right? Right, right. Yeah. The Tone Bakery Creme Brulee. Um, I, they, the price on those has been dropping. Shut up, Kylo. No one loves you. <laughs> and that's why he killed Han Solo. <laughs> that's why Greedo shot first. Um, <laughs> I, uh, well, I'll just keep talking. You guys can ignore the dogs or not. I don't care. Um, yeah, so, but I uh, found out this week that they changed the policy at Guitar Center for their used gear layaway. You now have to put 100% up front, which sucks. I wrote, I wrote a letter. I was, I was not happy. You see, my wife always gives me a hard time when I say I'm going to write a letter. Well, t tell her. Okay. Oh, <laughs> 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 that just came through. That Thank was, you yeah, for using I, a condenser mic where we pick up all the background noise. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, all you hear is okay. Yeah, you, get, you get to hear my wife's guff pristinely through a road NT1. That was wonderful. Um, tell her uh, if she feels a certain way about it, she can just write a letter. If you feel a certain <laughs> way about it, you can write a letter and I'll, I'll, I'll address it. <laughs> Have you the things that you say you're going to write a letter about? It's like your grumpy attitude that there's a bump in the road. Well, they need to. Why okay, do we pay taxes off, if they're not going to fix the bumps? The, the way, the fastest way to fix a bump is you draw swastikas on them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh my! I love it. Heavens, where did we just end up? A curb your enthusiasm episode. Oh my! Oh, that's. Oh, that's right. <sighs> just, or the league, or I mean, a bunch of people have made that joke. Yeah. The least the of which not being you. So yeah. Well, here's the thing. Where did the league go? Why did why did they stop making that? That was a fantastic show. Uh, Nick Kroll got famous enough that he doesn't have to do that anymore. Well, I'm not, he... I'm not familiar with that show. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't really watch much uh, much at okay. all on television. Okay. I'm like YouTube, and then like I went with CBS All Access when Picard came out. But nerd. No, dude. no. Um, says the guy who the has league... a Disney Plus account. 
for Mandalorian. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Fantasy Football League. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but it, it's absolutely a hilarious show. Collusion. I've heard people talk about that. They've yes. got a, they've got a lot of repetitive jokes that just keep getting better over time. And yeah, collusion's one of them. Collusion. Um, uh, oh gosh, why am I blanking? The trophy. The Shiva, What's the, yeah, the yeah, Shiva. yeah, yeah. I I know what you're yeah. talking about now. Yeah, okay, fantastic sure. show. All right, um, but yeah, I think that's all that's new for me this week. I feel like something else happened. How's the new car? Know. Oh yeah, that thing is sweet. You How's seeing the if they heard <laughs> that thing is almost dead. It's getting my son to work him back. So it, this it's is the one used. without a front differential, right? Well, it's got a front differential. There's just no oil in it. <laughs> I put it'll, some grease on it. It'll. Oh, That's the same thing. It's a lubricant. Oh it's yeah. Not like a, it's too bad you can't just kick it to front wheel or rear wheel drive only mode and just keep driving it. But you yeah, can, you can with a torch. Yeah, <laughs> just remove the drive shaft. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right, I feel well, like my guess going. is is a transaxle and probably shoots out. Anyways, whatever. All right. But <laughs> we went, I don't know why you don't. Talk here. Again, I found you like a two hundred dollar trans front differential. I, it's not like I sold the thing. I'm just not going to fix it right now. You just, I mean, you just threw some Crisco on it. That's all. That's all right. He's just mad that I got a new car. I, I have a backup camera now, so I know Ooh. what it's like to be Caucasian. I've, I've had, got a, I've I've got got a big old camera since two thousand twelve. Zero backup cameras. I look at you. You had a backup camera before they were mainstream. They're not signed to a, a label. <laughs> well don't all cars have to have a backup camera now they do now yeah two, that was, do they really yeah 20... that was part of the bailout bill that obama did in like 2008 and 2009 yeah it, it was he bad. always knew he knew that i would i needed a backup camera so he's like you know what screw it well it was supposed Everyone... to kick, it was supposed to kick in in like 2012 or something like that and yeah, had it, it appealed yep because my my truck's a 2012 um yeah, my my wife's expedition. That one's an 08, and that has one, the one built into the rearview mirror. But it was, that was before they were cool too. So, I've got a problem with backup camera though. I've, there's like a loose connection because every time that I close the hatch, it stops working for like five minutes. Yeah, you uh, you need a new cable where the hinge is. Okay, because that happened with my car. It's because it's in it's in the trunk hinge. When it goes up and down, it works the cable. Right. And this concludes car talk. And now that we've been in this episode for forty minutes, maybe we should get oh into my news. Gosh, I love how we're like, <laughs> no, we got a lot of news. We're like, let's yeah, dive we're right into it. No, let's record. I would say it's my fault, but I, like I said, I, I listen to the show and I know it's not my fault. <laughs> so you're one of the twelve. All right, dozens let's implies be- multiples of twelve. Okay. You're one of the twelves. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, new this week, JHS pedals announced the three series. So it is a. I don't know what they're doing here. Didn't we talk about this last week? Nope. No, it came out Wait. on Thursday last week. So it was. Who, after oh, I was out. sorry. I was talking with. Uh, I was talking with a friend about it. Then I don't have many of them, so I get it confused easily. So they came you get out it confused easily, like having a board full of white petals. Well, they've got words on them. If you can read, I think you're okay. I usually can't read my petals from like playing height. Can I'm just going to crop your audio just to say I usually can't read. 
So, <laughs> yeah, because still... you know you're going to edit this episode. I can still edit the audio. You're not recording. I... That you know of. Yeah, I know you're not recording. Okay, okay. But <laughs> this has been couples therapy with <laughs> Jonathan. You know, John. Sometimes I just don't feel like you Listen. hear me. Okay. I feel like Scott was. I feel like Scott was cranky earlier because I texted him about the episode and he responded back with just K. And I've been kind of thinking about that all day. I've been in a grumpy mood today. Yep. Just staring. I, at your phone I, you know what? It's you know it's up. you know it's bad. Whenever through like two text messages, I know Scott's in a grumpy mood. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we are podcast married. Um, I had but, caffeine yeah. and now I feel better. If that uh, if that changes anything, <laughs> I'm just texting you, Scott. Eat Take something. Coffee. You're yep. hangry. You're <laughs> not you coffee. when you're hungry. <laughs> That's it. Here's a Snickers. Okay, so they've got all these white pedals, and seven. Um, they've they've got a chorus, a compressor, a delay, a distortion, a fuzz, an overdrive, and a reverb. You can have an entire board almost. The only thing they didn't have was a tremolo. I mean, other things, but like for the basics. What about a flanger? They didn't have a flanger. You don't need a flanger. You know Agree what? Agree to disagree. This isn't a Blink-182 cover band. You don't need a flanger. You'll be okay. Did DeLong use flange? All the freaking time. time. I, I I guess I would have chalked that up to more of a phaser effect. but No. Oh, there he used, There's not a phaser. Oh, never mind. I Okay. So they had a lot of stuff. They do have Anywho, a vibrato in the chorus, though. The one thing... I, the, a univibe sort of job, it looks like. The one thing I will say that would be... Uh, yeah, I guess it would be kind of confusing, but I figured you I figured you'll like know it at some point. Here's my question. Do you think cuz these are all the same exact layout, do you think they're just like mastering how to like use the same board? No. No. No, I mean the the delay chorus and reverb could be the same chip inside of it. Yeah. But um the and maybe even like the compressor but i was looking at videos of them making them and they're they're through yeah. whole components what? on them how are they doing them for so cheap and like in such mass production with through hole i would assume that these are going to be pretty SMD. yeah I, I figured they'd be smd and just ship the boards throw them in an enclosure and right i mean i figured that would be the only way they could keep them so cheap and put out because 90 what they're 100 dollars or 99 they're ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine under a hundred dollars. So literally, I, mean, I guess I guess they could be using like the non Hammond enclosure. You know, going for one of the. I don't know. I mean, they're clean though, and I will say that. Yeah, I mean, they are clean. They look sharp. They totally have like a Star Wars thing going on I, though. With I would the love logo. if it was the if it was just dry erase paint. Dude, so wouldn't wanna... that be sick for a gig though? Is like take a dry erase marker and like put your presets on. Yeah. You know, and just like, oh, don't need this anymore. Wipe them off. Well, and dry erase marker becomes semi permanent <laughs> if you leave it long enough. So, mm. well, what's stopping it from being dry erase? I mean, if it's a clear coat finish, you, I mean, it, if it's closed. porous, it will leave residue. Or okay. if it has any kind of like. I assume it's probably powder coated, but. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I figure, I imagine like a glossy finish for some reason. I don't know. You know the. Uh, you know what I I think would set these apart, and just looking at the pictures, it doesn't look like they do. Um, remember your discussion. Another. I, I'm really not trying to rub in that I listen to the show, but 
um, <laughs> the the discussion about uh, effects pedal colors. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. if the LED were to be keyed to that. Yeah. You know, for like on that'd a dark cool. stage, I think that'd be that'd be helpful. Like oh, like yeah, yeah had its own color. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but fun. you wouldn't yeah, but you wouldn't know what it is until you turned it on. It'd be a surprise. Well if I feel it might make it easier, true. but like Or maybe you know, maybe a ring around the foot switch or something. I there think, are foot switches that have LEDs built into them. Uh, yeah, no one absolutely. seems to use them yet because they're, I know, they're I, too expensive. I've, I've seen them in the basement at NAM, you know, in the in the China showcase. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. all sorts of blinky epileptic stuff. Um but they, it must be that the switch component that sells is just wouldn't hand up to being stepped on too much. Well, it ends up being plastic, so yeah, that, that immediately. I feel like they should, JTS should just sell like washers that, like you said, imagine if they just put a washer underneath the switch. What if they included like a barefoot button that was Ooh. color coded? Then they wouldn't be ninety nine dollars. No, be like, yeah, no. they'd be one hundred ninety nine dollars. Those barefoot buttons get expensive. I, so. Uh, what let's ask an obvious question here with these being $99 who are they competing with um i believe that they're kind of forging the way into the um like, boutique like that space like the i think they're like kind of building that boutique $100 you know, market well you know they've got Josh Scott's a big fan of Dane Electro yeah i mean that was kind of their thing for the long time is build a a quality product at a price point people could afford well i feel like it's also um they're yeah i mean they worked with boss on the waza uh, not the waza the um the the angry angry driver angry driver and this is undercutting but now they're now they're cheaper than boss well that's the whole thing though i feel like maybe josh like watched what boss was doing too on a business level and was like, okay, they're like, well, what boss they, is doing is economy of scale. Right. For every, I'm, every JHS pedal that's built, there's probably 30 to 40 boss pedals. But yeah. I feel like, but they, I'm talking about just the market that they're able to hit with their prices. I mean, I guess this is kind of like a boutique version of maybe like MXR pedals, e- EHX, like in those price yeah, ranges. I mean, they're, get, they're getting into that range. I mean, yeah, EHX has some jank issues with some of their enclosures. What was the old house brand for Guitar Center? I think uh, Delta Lab. Delta Lab. Oh my! I have I have a Delta Lab the Tube Screamer. Yeah, and Rocktron. You know, Delta Lab and Rocktron. They. I mean, I think was Rocktron a guitar? I thought no, they 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 weren't. Um, but I think it was like the same thing. It was it's all the same layout. It was all the same pedal. They were. I have a Rocktron Loopmaster thing, like a loop. I don't know some weird loop thing. I had a Rocktron tuner that was the worst tuner. It was per like, it was perfect if you didn't want to be in tune. I had a Rocktron <laughs> Banshee, and that was a lot of fun because I got to play Man in the Box at my high school talent show. Nice. You know, uh, Scott, I think you were onto something when you said like the delay and the reverb and the chorus could all use the the same chip. Yep. A lot of the a lot of the the verbiage here is using voiced, which would seem to imply that there's some sort of digital chip inside this thing. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you, you can't make analog reverb in that small of a container. You know, and the, at that price point, there's no at way that, they're doing like yeah. a, a bucket there's a, chip. So I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, imagine all the money they're saving on paint. It's but they're not. Really it's a white good. box. I was. It was a joke. It was literally hey, white paint is cheap. I mean, white white cars are cheaper than other colors. Are they? Yeah. Interesting. When you order them new, there's an uh, at least it used to be this way. It used to be this way. That's why like fleet cars and everything are all are all white. I always just and thought the, it had and, to do sunlight. And white cars, it makes it's harder to make them look dirty. Believe it or not. It doesn't show dust and watermarks as much. Oh yeah, it does. It shows dirt really, but okay, your thing is silver. But, your thing is silver cars. You know what? I don't own a silver yeah, car. My, tr- so. my truck's silver. It hasn't been washed in like seven months. I just washed you my watch car, car, and I'm. It's already dirty again because black yeah. cars show dirt very quickly. Okay, hold on. Whatever, Scott. I'm googling it. What color car okay. shows? Dirt. Uh, John, do you have any other? <laughs> do you have any other comments on any of these? Like, do do any of these stand out as a particularly like gotta have it pedal, or do they kind of just like, all right, that does the basic. You're gonna, you can buy Joyo, or you can buy something from JS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe the course or or delay. You know, I, just a little bit of a uh, little bit of options. Like, I don't I don't have a need for it right now. But mm-hmm. if I were to look to replace my uh, my CH one or my uh, uh, memory toy, it looks like they could both probably do the do the thing that I would need them to do. I mean, having the vibe switch on the chorus, you know, that's a that's a good shout. I, I do hate those jacks though. Those are my least favorite jacks. Those plastic s- surface mount style screw in jacks. I hate them. I've just ne- I've never had a good experience with them, and, and they're common. I mean, Keeley uses them on his. I think Wampler uses them on his stuff too. I mean, it's not. I mean, there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's Neutrik, sure. and then there's like the generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I probably had the bad experience with the with the generics, and, and that's. I was about to say because I've really never had any problem with pedals with the, the jacks. The, like the biggest problem I've seen with them is people over tighten them and then they crack the washer. Mm. Yeah. Some Calm down, John. Threads. I'm sorry. You're so he, he, fired up. Ugh. Just get so excited. All right, Diaz, how many Google results did you have to go through until you found one that agreed with you? Oh, no. The first one, no. The first, it says Matt DeWolf, spokesman for the International Car Wash Association, says that the mid-tone pewter and silver-colored vehicles are the best grime-hiding hues. So Black what I gold. said? I'm, okay. I never said you were wrong. I just said you were wrong. All right, so black <laughs> is the worst at dirt display, mirroring the muck, and high contrast white also does a bad job of showing it off. Okay, so I was talking about low contrast white. So, <laughs> but Mom. yeah, gray. I guess gray or silver. You learn something new every day. Turns out Scott was right. Well, how about that? All right. Well, let's move on. Seeing as Scott had to be right. Speaking of boss, I didn't pedal, have to be right. It just happened shh, repeatedly. Shh, shh. It is the way. Bo- bo- <laughs> boss launches the new GT. I'm oh, sorry. They won't get that joke. All right. Boss launches the new <laughs> GT 1000 core, RC5, and the RC500. Does the world so, need more loop stations? Uh, yeah, uh, but here's the really thing. Though. Keep asking for new ones. Listen, the whole thing is, I'll say this. I've this is smaller than the uh the Ditto X4. Yeah. And I mean, look at the boss RC, look at the, all the boss loopers. Yeah, been there's the, what was that? The RC5, RC50 or the RC500, yeah, like the big like board that. one, like the Ed Sheeran size one. 
and then yeah i mean i've i've had a few i mean i've had an rc1 the problem with here's the thing with looper pedals you're always trying to find the better one the one yeah. that works better because i've and, got that the answer four, is I'm, what you really are looking for is midi syncing so you can run your loops using ableton or something like that what you're really looking for is how to become better I mean, but yeah, this the this hardest thing is to get the hand loop foot to coordination. Sync up. Yeah. Now there there are some. I remember when I had the. So I I have a thing that I do with loop stations. Um, whenever I'm asked to play a wedding, I buy a loop station and then I sell it. Um, it, it's really, really poor business habit. It do you just <laughs> swell? Do you just swell and create a layer and play on top of it? Um, on occasion, sometimes I, I'm not a finger style picker. I'm a player. I'm a I'm a flat picker, 100. percent And so the more classical voiced things, like I played a wedding this past uh, August, um, they wanted me to do "Tale as Old as Time" from Beauty and the Beast. I was like, okay, but um, I just I don't have the dexterity in in my hands to to do that finger style. But I can do it flat picked all day long. So I'll lay down a chord progression and then do it on top, and then I'll do some. Uh, you know, for whether it be uh, outro music or, or, you know, whatever, every wedding's different. Um, but, you know, create a soundscape with percussion and things like that and just, you know, have a good time doing it. But I only ever do that for, for weddings. Like I've never once been like, man, I really want to play a loop station right now. You know, I, I really want to play, play over myself. Like, I well, we had that magic era that. of Howie Day and those kind of guys doing their own loop station stuff. Yeah. Which I guess Ed Sheeran is a bit of that now, or and, was uh, he had a phase of it. What was yeah, the he... big black horse and a cherry tree? Katie Tunstall, she yep. still uses that. I saw a rig rundown with her not too long yeah. ago. I don't know. I think my brother. I mean, he's a he gigs. He, I mean, he does our uh, he the intro music is his song. Oh yeah, and I had no, um, I had no idea that that was the association. That's a great tune. Yeah, that's my brother. It's off of uh, he put out an album, and uh, but he he does a lot of gigging. That's how he makes all of his money, and uh, that's what he uses. He just loops, and he does a phenomenal job. Mm. He, I mean, he goes down to now. He even loops vocals, mm. like he's looping everything. I mean, and once you got, get a good loop going, you can you can start laying down layers. I mean, that's oh, again, he, the he hardest thing about laying down loops is getting the first loop to work. Yeah. I mean, there, but, there are a lot of ones that have like a sound, like a, almost like a, an internal, it's not a noise gate, but it's, it's a gate of some sort that when it detects a, a big enough signal, it'll start the loop for you. Yeah. But it's that the, transition piece that that's really the, uh, the I'll, I'll have to send you guys, loop. I'll have to send you guys like uh, videos of my, a video of my brother. Cause I mean, he does, he does a version of uh go your own way Fleetwood Mac. Mm. And like whenever he does the chorus, he already has the uh, harmonies looped. He'll because he'll like mute the channel. Um, that because I think he runs MIDI to his XR18. He'll mute the channel for the background vocals and he'll sing the sing it into the loop. And uh, he'll then he'll like unmute all the channels and like go into the chorus and it's phenomenal. He doesn't run Ableton or anything like that live? Nope. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember I, when, I, when I did kids music, I uh, bought a piece of software called Band in a Box. I just imagine you being like Andy Dwyer 
<laughs> doing Johnny Karate on Parks and Rec. I'd I'd like to think that I had a a, a bit more skill, but I probably didn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I use this program called Band in a Box. You essentially program your chord chart in, and you can choose styles and instrumentation, and it builds a track in the background for you. And uh, it's kind of like that uh, that Digitech Trio pedal, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of built things off. Except this is manual programming. But I think GarageBand lets you do that now. In the new version, huh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, by by rationality, I think Logic then would have that feature yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't touched GarageBand in years. But anyways, I, I use I use Logic extensively, but I haven't I haven't seen that. But anyways, what the the GT one thousand core for like what is it six hundred thousand dollars? No, core is at seven hundred dollars, so it is slightly more expensive than HX Stomp. Yeah, I was gonna say HX Stomp retails for what five ninety nine. Yeah, so uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's the big miss there, right? Yeah, like establish uh, the. I mean, because that's that's what it's going to be competing against, um, which you know. Of course, but uh, yeah, I I don't see this. The GT one thousand doesn't seem to have been a super successful product either, just because it seemed to come too late. Mm. Yeah, well, I also think that because it came what around the time that the HX Stomp was already out. Yeah, it was about the same time. So like everyone at that point was already like, oh well, we can do the same thing but smaller. But pretty much like the whole all in a lot of people are moving to hybrid boards yeah like i think and that's where this is finally a little bit late going into that hybrid board mode um where people want to have pedals but they also want to run direct that's i mean like me i run with the iridium and you got kemper and then that's like the kemper stage people always wanted it but i don't feel like it was a huge you know blowout because as much as people wanted it people still love running pedals yeah i mean with the boss stuff like yeah boss effects are are great i i love boss effects but i've never liked boss's amp modeling i mean the katana is okay and i get and i get that it's probably the same the same modeling or same algorithms but i don't know if, if you've been in the world in the music world for a long time I mean, you've plugged into you know multiple boss multi-effects that have some sort of amp simulation and probably 100 yeah. percent always been underwhelmed like the MT series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it was. <laughs> well, and also, I don't, know, don't forget if th- I think there's going to be someone who turns around and says, "Oh, well, this will give you the all the boss just effect profiles," and this could be you know your competition to like the Helix effects or those right. kind of things. But like the MS, the Boss MS3 has been on the market for ages already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which has those built in. Plus, you have the loops. preset for for loops. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I'm, I'm I'll be interested to see how this goes. It, I think this is either going to go one way or the other. It's going to go. I think the, to the way of the GT. Yeah, it's going to and it's going to go to the way of the GT one thousand, where there's going to be a few people who like live and die by it. But for the most part, it's going to be or like the boss, uh, the MD five hundred, where like everyone mm. was really excited about their multi effects coming out, and now it just like plummeted. Everyone trades it off. Everyone buys it and then sells it. You know, they need to pull Johnny DeMarco out of retirement to hawk this thing. Remember that guy? Always did the boss mm-hmm. demos with the the permed hair and like the big dive bombs oh on gosh. the guitar. Yeah, you need to, oh. if, if you don't know Johnny DeMarco, you need to look him up. He's, uh, yeah. 
He's a quality individual. I, I will bet you you'll see Nita Strauss doing a demo with this thing any day now. Mm. Oh yeah, because she just did. She just posted the picture of her with the GT one thousand doing the national anthem, right? She she tours with a GT one thousand on her solo yeah. stuff. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, we'll see how that goes. Let's move on to the Electro Harmonics. They came out with the mainframe. This is really freaking cool. Yeah, this is one uh, out of all the topics today. This is the one I probably kind of want. How much? Okay, you know what? I might end up. I might end up buy one this week. How much is it? Is it for sale yet? All right. Anywho, it's a bit crusher and it's freaking cool. So it's a bit crusher and a sample rate reducer. This thing, the video that they put out is so awesome because pretty much they're just playing like Nintendo songs. Although this particular article reads even retro formats like CDs use a whopping 44.1 kilohertz. <laughs> My goodness. That's retro? How old are we? Freaking wrote this. CDs man. came out in the 80s, man. Oh my gosh. Hold on. If this is on Amazon, I've got that $10 Amazon gift card. It's 180 bucks. Never mind. Yeah, that, that, that no about where where it would be. I mean, that that no, right that, around the same digital like stuff. the yeah. the the H9 and things, you know, the organizer pedals and No, like but it's smaller. Yeah. It's it's all that intellectual property you have to pay. I say, I say, and it's digital like, yeah, processing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's got to fit in there. I figured it'd be like 140. No, I mean that's that, that your full DSP territory there. Yeah. So I'm sorry. You know, I will say it has it has that button at the top left to switch the expression pedal input between expression pedal and preset. That's an awesome oh, idea. Yeah. I haven't seen that employed. Like, I mean. At I least in a, pedals. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I even with like the I, I was an analog delay user for a long time, like 100 percent. And I used a, a deluxe memory boy and I would have killed to have the expression input for that. Well, be able to uh, be able to control. I mean, be able to control the tap tempo for one for external control, but being able to select another preset. I mean, I get that it's all analog and this is not. But that's a that's a cool implementation. And we see it's high pass, low pass, and band pass filtering. This is, but this is like you, you got, you got to watch the videos because it's, it's just it's a fun. sample rate reducer. So I mean, it does awesome. similar things to, I mean, there's a lot of bit crushers out there on the market. I mean, they tend to be fairly expensive. Um, so this does kind of, you know, bring it in. I mean, there's this interesting thing that I'm really kind of curious about of the sample rate tuning mode, sample rate tuning mode where yeah. they use weird sampling rates to kind of move the pitch, which is something the Chase Bliss Mood does. If you've ever seen them, they they tuned all their sample rates to fifths of each other. So, it's all harmonic. You can you can move it around, move a note around and it will make within the within the key adjustments um yeah lots of cool stuff kind of uh, uh a unique pedal from ehx's market too it's good to see them keeping new stuff coming out not just hey here's another version of the the big muff yeah shall we keep moving yeah i think so yeah let's this go it's pretty interesting what so stomp underfoot reproduces iconic fuzz and boost pedals with the silver fox and cherry bomb 
Now, it's isn't a, the cherry a, bomb mm, or no, sorry, is that the cherry box? I'm trying to remember what that's the cherry box. Okay, I'm trying to remember what Sean's the uh, lollygagger. Yeah. yeah, that's the cherry box. Yeah. Which I the when I saw that though, that's where I first went. Well, when I hear Silver Fox, I think of Anderson Cooper. So <laughs> wait. Okay, never mind. We're just gonna keep moving forward. Um <laughs> wait, is that like a nickname or yes. was that yeah, that's a okay. nickname. Well, Silver okay. Fox is like, like a I'm, name for I'm, any I'm, guy I'm, who's like still handsome, but he's no. I understand. I so didn't like know Ted if Danson. you were calling him a silver. Okay, hold on. I didn't know if you were calling him a Silver Fox or if you've or if people have called him that. It's like, it's been it's a well, common thing. It was well established that Anderson Cooper is a is a Silver Fox. I just imagine like Scott sitting around with like three old Jewish women talking about Anderson Cooper <laughs> and how he's a Silver Fox. <laughs> It's what Scott does on his free time. Um, I don't believe Anderson Cooper uh, plays for that team at the moment, but uh, <laughs> nope. Anyways, this Wait, Silver Fox team? is cool. New old school, new old school, Ooh, new old stock germanium diodes. I just saw someone talking about how they do someone who would carry their germanium fuzz in a cooler to keep it cold. Oh, what's his name? Puss it over, dude. Eric, Eric Johnson? Johnson. Yeah, Johnson does that. He keeps someone in a cooler. Yeah, his oh. fuzz faces. They do sound. Well, they do sound different when they're cold. I, I mean, that's there. There is a there is a sonic difference. Whether it's perceivable to the majority of people, no. But we all know that that's not the the always the main. Hey, hey Bill, that uh, pedal sounds like butt. Oh, give it yeah. six months, Ted. It'll yeah. sound fantastic. Just <laughs> just wait for the climate no change. i mean that's yeah. it's clearly the room temperature is what's holding back my tone right now and yeah. not my inability to play well you know there is something that when you hear in your ears what you want to hear you know it, it's almost like star power mode in in, in guitar hero you know you just play yeah. a little bit better when you feel a little bit better about it so i mean if that i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna rag on eric johnson if that's how he is able to do what he does and and that enables him to do so even if perception only but uh it's you know it's cool uh i i wasn't familiar with the uh the fox tone machine uh visually but i guess it originally yeah. had like a crushed velvet finish yeah um what what's her name came out with one a few weeks ago warm audio just came out with one too and we were talking about it where they tried to kind of keep that look a little bit more yeah i guess um, th this one has that thing going on too I, I don't mean, the this, chair this is a much more pedal board friendly format. Mm. I don't like the font on the cherry bomb. I feel like it's like old school Batman. Wait, what's the band that had the, the song Cherry Bomb? Uh the Runaways. Is that is the font reminiscent of them? I don't think so. Okay. I'm thinking it might be cherry bomb mufflers. No, no, that's more of a seventies sort of thing, not a seventies. Muscle Batman car thing, sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah. I've actually got a cherry bomb on on my old truck. Your poor neighbors. Ah, eh. <laughs> they they can deal. They can the deal. smell will bother them more than the sound. <laughs> uh, all right. So, oh, it, how much it, are these running? It for? does say the to recreate the aesthetic. The Silver Fox has been coated in a crushed velvet finish. So there you go. One hundred eighty nine for the Silver Fox. One hundred seventy nine for the cherry bomb pretty good price on the silver fox yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know if i if i would consider 180 bucks for a 
a Dallas Rangemaster clone. No. With it. No, probably not. You probably get a Westminster pedal for cheaper than that. <laughs> or the Rangemaster clone that I have sitting on my desk right now from Electromotive Sound Company. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of things sitting on things mxr unveils versatile six mode tremolo pedal great segue yes. thank you i've been practicing um anywho has mxr not done a tremolo pedal before no they're known for their stereo tremolo okay that's been okay. out forever this is finally an update to it it there's so many like options well, it, it can't be an update unless those are trs jacks no so what's cool about it is the control joint so there, there's an in and out mono, and then there's a control plug. It can okay. be um, a tap tempo. It can be oh. a bunch of stuff, or it can be a stereo out. I see. Oh. I see. Okay. Yeah, I see that here. That's cool, but I would want tap and stereo. Honest, like I don't want to have to choose. I'll be honest with you. I don't really use a tap tempo on my tremolos that much mm. well I, you're not doing rage against the machine so that, yeah all my tremolo that? stuff is like super like i always my tremolo vibe unless i'm doing like just a little texture is always super deep super square weight form yep. and triplets yep. like and so it gives that almost dubstepy sort of rhythm breakdown um i don't know why i just imagine you being in church and like and this dubstep thing so you, you like, sound like you need drop. a cusack tap of LA real bad to get that kind of stuff where absolutely like, tap not world effects luther tap tremolo yeah i i Sarah, i know someone who has one of those the cusack is the tap of world yeah yeah did i say tap of delay you said tap of delay yeah, that's, that's actually wrong. the one that i use on the pedal board planner um whenever i'm planning the luther but yeah no it's uh i mean it's a great circuit it's a lot of I mean, it's, it's really got a lot of the same, if not more, functionality than you have on this. But, yeah. of course, it's a big box pedal. It's not it is. a small little guy. It's also a tall pedal. It is. I, so you, but the thing is, is I run my tremolo towards the end of my chain. It's same. usually in the back of my board. Same. So it's great. Mine's right. on the front just because it looks pretty with the others. Of well, you know, that's... Listen. It's near the end of my chain, though. Func function last beauty first okay i will say this thing has the uh they call it harm mode apparently oh obviously okay never mind <laughs> i was like <laughs> i'm sorry i that just that's something i would have done like yeah I'm, like that's why just I'm like, and harm it doesn't just, say john's like this thing is threatening violence okay yeah, we have to shut well. this down now I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that a, a strange verb had been used on a on a pedal, um, but verb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Harmonic tremolo. That's that's nothing new. I guess I didn't know that that was synonymous with supro, though. So um, I thought that might have been something. I guess I, you know, this article I'm reading doesn't really say anything about. I mean, it says that it emulates a phaser like tremolo. I don't know if I ever would have described harmonic tremolo as a phaser effect. Oh, that's kind of the. I mean, I run it pretty slow, and that's kind of where it kind of gives that that feel. Yeah, interesting. I'll yeah. Going in and out of phase. I'll give that a whirl. A tap a whirl. <laughs> I almost made that joke. Yeah. Okay. So let let's run through features real quick, just because this there's a lot packed in here for a hundred sixty dollar pedal. So you've got you were you were mentioning there's the stereo trem mode. There's the classic 
uh what's there there's a bias trim mode so instead of revo which is uh optical trim backwards for more extreme peaks and valleys uh classic optical square wave um harmonic anything else i'm missing here Speed and depth gain knob to compensate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubles as a push mode selector. Oh. Oh, so you must push that to change. Okay, to change the modes. I would imagine you'd be able to do that with the uh, with the controller. Oh, so switch. Actually, that might be cool. You might actually be able to press the press the gain knob with your foot. Mm. To switch modes, so it can kind of double as a button. That's that's cool. That's a unique feature. I don't think I've seen before. Very unique. Uh, well, Electro Harmonics does that push button thing in their larger pedals with like the the cathedral and uh, yeah. Oh, what was, it's it's a big orange one. I don't remember what it is, but that, that's got the kind of the push button things on it. But mm -hmm. their uh, their knobs are so sensitive that if you try to hit it, you end up you end up you know really turning the knob with your foot too. Mm. Oh, cool though. I mean, it's it's cool to see it in a, that much functionality in a small box, and to ha be able to put tap tempo in. I mean, having a tap tempo network is, I mean, if you're not running MIDI, is uh, certainly handy. Huh. You just made me start thinking about my board. This might get out of hand. <laughs> Do it. I think I can send tap tempo via MIDI via my Morningstar to everything. Yeah, uh, you, you can send tap out on yeah. the Morningstar. Yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't remember offhand what the uh, tempo is for or what the MIDI channel is for tempo, but it's there. I just gotta look it up and dial it in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Before Scott redoes his board, <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Vox announces the Valve Energy pedals. These are. A gimmick? Or is yeah. that what you're going to say? Yeah. Because it's totally a gimmick. This well, is like... Yeah. Well, listen, I kind of want one, though. Yeah? So we got yeah. four new drives all coming off of the new tube technology. Yeah, they, it's, but it's got the squiggly thing on the front. Yeah, so it's yeah, got but... an oscilloscope on the front of it, which I don't know yeah. is it actually working as an oscilloscope, or it's just kind of like... I don't know, just kind of playing with it. I don't know. It does seem to actually, like... In the demos I was watching, it does seem to actually react to what you're playing copperhead drive yeah but i mean there's a difference between like a, a spec not it wouldn't be a spectrum analyzer but like a, an audio visualization like you'd have in like old winamp you know like the old, the old mp3 player on your mm -hmm. computer mm -hmm. and uh and an actual visualization of the waveform itself i mean if you look at mystic edge like that is the waveform i would expect to see on that type of symmetric clipping circuit. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Did, it did looks Vox... too clean because like it's not showing any of the harmonics. It's just showing the fundamental. Mm. But yeah. Hey, here's Maybe the thing. Did, did Ivanez go way. anywhere when they did the new tube screamer? No. I didn't think so. Like I didn't I didn't think there was any procedure. But did they have a squiggly on the front? No, they didn't. See, that's where they, that's where they messed up. 
Well, the other part about it is putting a digital screen like this at this price point, because these are all coming in around 180 bucks, makes you really wonder what's going on inside of it from a price point. There's mm. like that. That's not a cheap feature to add to a pedal beyond not only the R&D, because it also does text messages on it. Yeah. So you can not send emojis, LOL. No. Uh, Sign me up. Yeah, and there's also, I think these can be networked together using TRS, if I'm not mistaken. Do I have that right? Yeah. What? These pedals can actually link together. What the heck? You know what? I, for one, want to welcome that our new robot overlords that are taking over our pedals now too yeah, you can chain two of them together using an eighth inch stereo cable through the link jack of each pedal so it's sending probably midi signal over uh eighth inch trs uh who else did that wampler did that with wampler the, uh, yeah is it the terraform Doctor, isn't that the new standard uh, yes i know i know wampler was like one of the ones that was like pushing it because it originally the the first pedal i think they did that with was the tape echo v2 mm -hmm. and everyone was like what is this what is this and like brian wampler was like just just hold on just wait mm. it's gonna be good like yeah like i mean those much. those were the style of midi jacks on the back of that uh that loop station that i was yeah. in grief about it looks like i mean maybe there's other ways to utilize it but it's looking like this just allows you to turn one pedal on while bypassing the other. Yeah. Using it like a amp channel switch. Yeah. Well, because the other part about this is uh, a lot of these have um, cab simulators in them too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. The, what they're, I think they're trying to make these the end of your 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 chain drives to kind of be more like a preamp simulation mm. than it is like a, a standard overdrive. So, I mean, there's a lot being packed in here at this price point. It's just kind of, it's not as clear cut of a, this is where this goes. This is, this is where it's competing with. It's kind of its own little thing in some ways that I don't know if it's going to really pan out. Yeah, it looks know. like the, uh, the copper head at least has a charge pump inside for more headroom. I mean, that's always a nice. Isn't that like nice kind feature. of like the is it supposed to be like a clon style because isn't that like the so a clon like does a, that yeah so yeah. a clon yeah, runs at like, 18 volts even though it takes nine volts in because that's like that's like my creme brulee that i just picked up is like it, on the back it says nine volt only no yep. 18 volt yep. yeah you'll fry that charge bump yep. right yes i mean that right. just gives you more headroom typically in an overdrive circuit all right let's see if we can yeah that'll be really cool i don't what's the price point anyone seen one 180 bucks that's not horrible for the squiggly yeah, and it so. does call it an oscilloscope so and it works um, when the when the pedal's both off and on well, so you can see how it affects the waveform interesting that is pretty cool i don't like the enclosures though i don't have anything against them yeah. preference i guess well i like the what are those the screws on the top yeah i like it i feel like not everyone should do it i like it for like just like a one-off thing okay let's move on because this episode is probably like two hours long dusky electronics announces the augustus a new take on the old school octave fuzz it i don't the artwork 
like the artwork is like arty, but like it's just you know, like the octopus, the psychedelic no. octopus that seems like it's no. about to mind control you. Maybe that's the problem. It's like and it's got like the Julius Caesar like leaf crown thing. Uh those are just well, sound waves. No, no. To the left and the right of the Augustus logo? No, the head of No. The... Oh. Yeah, it's, oh. it's the Augustus like yes, leaf thing. Uh yeah, that thing. Yeah, yep. no the the that's that's probably ink down there. I think we're still talking about different spots on the pedal. Oh, and to the left and right of the Augustus? Of of literally where it says Augustus. That's those are sound waves, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm now I'm talking about by the tentacles. Yeah. Okay. We 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 don't need to discuss amphibians or any sort of water creatures. Are apparently. you are are you saying that an octopus is an amphibian? Nope. That would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It depends on how you feel about Darwin. Diaz, what do you think an amphibian is? Was Darwin is? an octopus? Did I do something? <laughs> listen, listen. I know I messed up when I said amphibian, and that's why I stumbled into water creature, because I my brain is not coming up with the word. Well, I mean, water creature is partially correct for an amphibian. Okay, I know an amphibian is one that like it goes on land and water, right? Yep. So like a, a toad. Or frog. They're yes. amphibians. Frogs are amphibians, yes. Okay, see, like I know what it is. What the frick is an octopus? Or a squid. Cephalopod. I don't I feel like that's too smart of an answer. I'm looking for the um, the one a little bit dumber than that. Invertebrate? <sighs> it's a fish, Diaz. Let's Actually, it's not an invertebrate. It's not it's a fish shell. though. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's a cephalopod. I don't I don't feel that's like what, that's what that's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I feel about it. Uh, that's not a good answer. I'll tell um, him next time I go to the zoo. Yeah, you, I'll, uh, I'll spread the word. Thanks. We're not calling these cephalopods anymore, guys. We're calling them water creatures. Okay, it's water creatures from these, here on out. These are amphibians, just like how God made them. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see some like zookeeper. Like they told me they were amphibian. They take it out of the tank and throw it on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, they can, they can live out of water for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like saying that's like saying you can uh, freaking uh, skydive without a parachute. I mean, you can do it once. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sleep tonight. Can we stop talking about uh, octopi on land? <laughs> squids falling out of the sky. Cephalopods so so, from above. So long, I, I'm okay, okay with squids going out of the sky so long as they <laughs> run through like cracker meal and a deep fryer first. I'm okay with that. You guys haven't seen the new Watchmen show, I take it. No. Okay. There are squids falling from the sky in that show. Oh my gosh. Stop. Okay. That's how we Let's have world go. peace, guys. That's Ask the marinara sauce. Is yeah. this this is we're not okay, we're gonna have to like skip some stuff. We already are. Uh, we're so no, we're just skipping more. Week. We're not even we're not even like we're just barely halfway through the list. Just over halfway. Anyway, this is two hundred bucks. <sighs> it's an octafuzz. Get your Hendrix sounds out. It sounds cool. Okay, dusky electronics. Right. We're gonna we're gonna like 
hurry up these last ones. He's in Katner launches its first micro amp loaded with the spirit tone generator. Okay, what is the tone of spirit? I know it smells like teen spirit, but I don't know what sounds like teen spirit. Spirit of metal, spirit of rock, spirit of vengeance. Apparently, it father, I just creates the response. Father, son, to holy ghost. Okay, every everything creates the response of two beautiful fires. I know. Anymore. There's there's no one going down this list saying nope, that does not. Time to sue. You can say whatever you want. It's like their marketing guy didn't know how to spell transistor. Oh my gosh. All right, so this pretty much looks like one of those block sound bars that like your friend has that is waterproof. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. So I was expecting these to be new tube, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Everything is new tube. That's the new thing. I was going to say is like this. Uh, when does it become old tube? What's the price point on this thing? 200 euros. How much? Okay, so 230 USD-ish. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of puts it in the MV50 range. Yes, it does. I don't know. I don't like it. But it's like it's an it's like a mini amp head instead of some weird pedal thing. Yeah. Yeah, this I mean, is... I have children. This is going to get broken. Yeah, it looks like a toy. I mean... Yeah, that's it, the problem. It looks like those little Marshall amp head... Uh, keyring holders i've got i've got one of those but i've got a fender i, I love really it made, okay if i could find a fender one i'd totally have it all right I, let me find I, the link and i'll send I it to you i bought it on amazon but that's what these look like except they just replaced the middle ones with with knobs i i don't know i mean it's hughes and kettner has done the um done the kind of solid state direct vibe before i mean they've got the red box built into half of their tube meister series if not all of it i mean so they know what they're doing in the space i just don't know who this caters to um they're just trying to make a book play at home yeah probably or mm-hmm. it's it's a way to license the name to something that Oh no! It just says it's no. They all come with red box built in, but okay. fifty Rem- watts at four ohms. Okay. Remember back when we had companies like Crate, and like we I had do. cheap, we had cheap amp companies. Now, back then, now we just yeah. have the high end companies make a crappy amp using yeah. the crappy technology that doesn't sound good that we had crates with, but it's branded with the the Halo unit, so you want to yep. get in it. Yeah, it's what okay. the Fender Mustang is. It's what the, you know, all these kind of different people yeah. have. Shoot, even even High Watt does it now. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, it, so the Harmony Comet, Comet, not not Comet, the Harmony Comet was announced. It is a semi-hollow electric inspired by the iconic H72. So I mean, I'm it excited. looks cool. It looks great. Well, I want the red one. So remember, this is this is we're finally starting to see the cool stuff coming out of Kalamazoo from Band Lab buying the um, old Gibson or the. It was a Gibson factory, and then it was Heritage. Heritage. Yeah. So that whole facility is going to start. <laughs> it's finally coming out with guitars like recreating old harmonies that are actually updated and will play well. Um, yeah, the ones that looked weird, but they played like crap. Like they looked weird in a good way. Like this well, looks yeah. fan. I I mean, <sighs> Harmony was sort of student model guitars and like catalog guitars oh, yeah. for a long time there. So they were they were cheap. They kind of sucked, but like there's something unique about them because they had gold foils and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. So now they're coming back with that with the gold foil, their, their new version of gold foils that are actually consistent. But they're adding things like locking tuners. They're doing push-pull circuits to get some unique control aspects out of them. Uh, it, it, it really is that kind of more... What I really appreciate is they've they've maintained, especially that headstock aesthetic, like with mm-hmm. the the white plastic uh, truss rod cover. I mean, it is it looks like white bakelite, and the same thing with the knobs. Like, you know that, and they're finished in nitro too. I mean, so it's not just appearing as vintage. I mean, they're definitely taking some some notes out of the the old playbook. It seems like, yeah, pretty cool. I mean. It just looks fantastic, but it's crazy because Heritage uh, just announced. We were just talking about the the Heritage plant. They just announced the custom Core H one hundred and fifty, so it's supposed to be the pinnacle of American guitar building. The, it's their Les Paul. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I mean, they've ha- they've had yeah. a Les Paul for a long time, but I mean, it's. But it's, this is the custom. I don't think they ever did like. Did they do a custom style like this? Uh, I don't. I don't know what they mean by custom style. Like the it, Les Paul custom. Okay, so it's tinier like frets and binding and all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah, kind of the decked out stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, the nice thing about this too is they don't have the Gibson headstock issue as much. And when I say that, I mean the. They don't splay it out. They splay it in. So you have the string yeah. clearance over the nut is a little cleaner. And you don't get sued. Um, yeah, that's always good. Uh, custom shop pickups. I mean, it's a Les Paul. Let's, there's a Les Paul. There's enough subtlety in every Les Paul that you just got to find the right one. But these look cool. I'd... I mean, I'd pick one up and look at it. I mean, how much do they cost compared to I don't know, a, a, Gibson. a few are, grand? Uh, bu- 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 I'd probably say t- around two thousand. The H one fifty buy now button. Oh, those. That's the base model comes with Duncan's. So yeah, but they start at twenty five hundred, which is less oh, than a Les Paul standard. Yeah. So. And that, ladies and gents, is why I play Fender. Uh, I like Gibsons, but also like you can spend that much on a Fender too. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, if if you like uh, crappy Gibsons, let's talk about the Gibson. <laughs> let's talk about the Olive Drab Flying V tribute. That's exclusive to our. That's music a quality segue. Well, I just I literally just segued. And I don't think anyone noticed I beforehand. Noticed. From the heritage into, no, or from cool. the from the uh, harmony into the heritage, that was two different things. People, you didn't even know. Good job. All right. Uh, so, uh, no block in lanes. Use buck. Middle finger to it. This looks horrible. The, the The pickups are uncovered, which is I can't stand on black pickups. And they're the four nineties R and T humbuckers, which is right. The one everyone Blah. pulls out and. Uh, yep. They um, suck. Replace. Aren't they ceramic? Yeah. I don't know. But even then, look, there's look at the dot inlays on this. Now it looks cheap. Looks this like reminds a, me of like, like a kit guitar. Yeah, this looks I mean, even the picture, like I, that pick guard, the way it goes out like that makes it it just looks so cheap. And like they put like the vintage, 
you know, the aged cream uh, tuning machines on it. Yeah. But like, oh, it just looks terrible. Just the, for the record, bring... so this one comes in at thirteen hundred dollars, just under thirteen hundred dollars. That no, screw you. Can you can get the Harmony money. Cornet. Uh oh, sorry, Comet, not Cornet. No, they already Confusing have the Cornet. Uh, well, the Gibson Corn, the Epiphone. Cornet, oh yeah, that's right, right. Epiphone. That's um, what we talked about. The yeah. Harmony Comet is only two hundred dollars more and comes with a mono vertigo <sighs> case instead Ooh, of nice. a, a standard gig bag. Yeah. Um. Yeah, shame on you, Gibson, for even selling that. Not good. Yeah, that's horrible. They sold the Firebird one. Don't forget that. <sighs> hey, that was All supposed right. to be an innovation of. Yeah. So speaking of innovation, well, that was so dangerous they couldn't recycle it. They had to just destroy them. Yeah. They couldn't even donate them because they were dangerous. <laughs> All right, so Taylor announces the Taylor GT, a new category of acoustic guitar. What? Grand Theater. Grand Theater, so... So it's a unique size. I mean, it's a unique body shape, so it doesn't fit into the normal categories. C-class bracing architecture, cantilevered asymmetrical design. And shorter scale length, which actually I prefer an acoustic. My Academy is shorter scale. I like shorter scale. So it's, it's, it's lesser tension, which will feel really nice on your hands, if especially when you're an electric player who's used to lighter gauge strings. What I will say is when I have to down tune, uh, though, it gets pretty loose. Yeah. Felt like playing it like a GS mini bass. That's how <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was silly. So it's still a 14 fret connection. So that it's not like a it's not a a more compacted body the way like say like a parlor is um grand auditorium kind of shaping but at a smaller scale um i think this just kind of keeps going with this whole trend that we're seeing acoustic guitars get smaller in general yeah. like you're just seeing more you're, you're seeing parlor guitars get really popular you're seeing like the academy academy series um and i don't want to entirely say it's it, these are guitars because there's more women coming into the market and they, they just need to be more manageable sizes. Um, though I, I imagine that is part of the drive on this. Um, but the, at the same time, a lot of people are realizing I don't need a loud acoustic guitar. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like playing my dreadnought that often, you know, it's just, it's just massive. Mm -hmm. And so that, I mean, that's the other draw is like, oh, this is more comfy on a couch. This is more comfy. You know, it's quieter. It doesn't wake the whole house up when I hit bang into it. So, you know, and the price point, they're actually made in the California plant. And with that, for that price point, that is very respectable. Yeah. Ranging from $1,399. That's, that's very respectable for an American made Taylor. Good for them. Yeah. Go Taylor. I mean, the I believe the list on my uh, 210e deluxe, which is the Mexican factory, was was 1,200. Wow! So I mean, that's not that much of a jump. Well, hey, you're not going to be spending 12. You're not going to be spending 1,200 dollars on a Harley Benton, and because nope. it's the effects loop, we've got to talk about a Harley Benton this, this week. week in Harley Benton. Harley Benton. <laughs> All right, it's a firebird. So yeah, it's a Firebird base, Thunder base, Thunder, Thunder fire, <laughs> Thunder chicken, 
Thunder Fire bass. Are these EMGs? It's rock um, and roll themed bass guitar. I don't think they're real pickups? EMGs. They might be yeah, like mini actives. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. Apparently, they got Nick, the Nikki little... Six plays one. What Harley Benton? That's what it says. Okay, when it says players associated no with it, does that just mean they played that no. style of bass? There's no way they play they, Harley. They play Benton. that style. John John and Whistle did not play a Harley Benton. Twinkie Ramirez didn't play a Harley Benton. Marilyn Manson did not. Oh no, Pete Way from UFO. Now this is this is talking about Thunderbird style bass. Yeah, it probably. Okay, yeah, because they're that. Oh yeah, okay. I John see. Entwistle's dead, I John. Yeah, good point. <laughs> they I, just announced this. <laughs> I only read a few things. Yeah, um, the eye-catching aesthetics of the bass that inspired quickly became the visual embodiment uh, of harder rock yeah. genres among the players associated with it. It being the rock genres, not the Harley Benton. Yes. Is, gotcha. it, is it sad that uh, I associate Thunderbirds with Murderface from Metalocalypse? <laughs> I never watched that. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I mean, it's it's always been a cool body shape. I always I met I associate it with all the all American rejects. Hmm. Mm. It's a body shape that works better on a bass than a guitar. Fight me yeah. on that one. No, no, I agree. This yeah. definitely does. I had a I had a knockoff kind of Chibson Firebird for a while, and uh, it was fun because it looked cool. But you're absolutely right; they they just don't handle very well. Well, it's it's the longer scale of the bass neck. I think just complements the shape better. Mm. well it's the fact that that body is so it doesn't seem that wide like when you're looking at just like a picture on a white background mm -hmm. but whenever you pick it up you're like okay this is a lot of real estate there's a lot of body there you know what i mean and i think that having the longer neck kind of uh balances it out yeah i like the bigger headstock head yeah you can't i'm sorry you got to do reverse headstock if you're going to do a thunderbird or a firebird yeah, yeah you know it it a lot of the i'm not that familiar with harley benton's but the you know a lot of the the knockoff oh uh, we are the, we, we talk yeah, about them every freaking sure. week the i i just don't ever look at them and usually if there's a headstock that kind of looks like the the fender general design i'm always like ugh, this one looks all right i don't yeah. know if that's typical for them i think yeah, this one looks fine because it's upside down i think if it was a regular right. i wouldn't like it as much Okay, I like how John just turned his head to the side. To like, uh -huh. it kind of looks like a PV the other way around, actually, like a PV Raptor or something. Yeah. Um. So the thing is that I always find really funny with Harley Benton's is because they're always like so close to the mark, but just slightly off. All their guitars, if you squint, looks like the original, but if you like open your eyes, you're like, okay, I can see the differences. That's like their uh, Silverburst Les Paul. Oh yeah. Like the paint job is just horrible. Mm. It is not. It looks like a like a silver teardrop, and there's just way too much black going on the guitar. But like if you squint, you're like, oh yeah, I can see it. That's exactly how Harley Benton's work. Sorry, that was just a weird observation. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, half the house projects I do are the same. Uh, you have to look at them the same way. S Scott, it's like on the West Wing when Bob Russell always makes the presidential seal joke. Oh, yeah. The thing I love about the vice presidential seal is if you turn your head ever so slightly and squint, it looks just like the presidential seal. That's a horrible <laughs> joke. It's horrible. But what is, was that my? Oh, no, That's but, me. 
Okay, no, it's hilarious because I'm wearing headphones, so like it always sounds like it's right behind me. And I'm like looking around to see who's in my room. Um, my but, daughter. In your room. Let's make that in clear my room, real yes. quick. Yes. Okay, yes. let's just, before someone's listening and like decides to make phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well... <laughs> uh all right well if you if you feel like contacting someone you can always email us at the effects at gmail.com um so thanks for joining us uh thank you john for yeah, being man. on the show this is the first time we've been on the show together i think well, i think it, it, it is we've yeah we've, i mean i think well, i, I is, was in on a zoom chat or or a hangout yeah i remember on. that but yeah. as far as an absolute episode yeah this is the first one that we've been on at the same time so happy to be here yeah, yeah it's been I, a lot of fun yeah i talk a lot why don't, do you want to do you want to plug your podcast uh sure if uh, if you want to hear more mindless ramblings with a slightly theological bent uh go ahead and look up the westminster effects doxology podcast that's uh, prevented prevented it's presented by myself uh, cody fields the guy who uh, runs and does pretty much everything at westminster um and then oh, uh, hold, on, hold on really quick add uh news that happened this week though westminster so nose pedals yes change the name to westminster essentials that's right after okay. after years of uh of kind of chewing on the idea of like what to do with the nose pedals uh, yeah and most people just get plastic surgery when they have a nose problem but cody's just gotta yeah go go a bit farther so the entire nose range um all those utility pedals anything from big expression uh knobs switchers tap tempos uh you know, little red remote style things um, are all now branded under the Westminster Essentials line. You can still find those at WestminsterEffects.com, uh, along with links to all of our podcast episodes. But you can find those on the podcast catchers as well. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of pretty good content. Um, we're uh, we're a group of people who uh, uh, who spend a good deal of time in the church. So as you might imagine, that's uh, where a lot of our discussions go. But uh, yeah. So go ahead and then check that out. I think we just recorded episode 119 oh, wow. uh, yesterday. So it's been going on for a while. It's been a wild ride. But thank you for having me on the program today. Uh, hope uh, hope I can come back on when uh, another one of you flakes out. Yeah, that's don't worry. What, what are you doing next we'll week? Do because I'm flaking out. <laughs> we're, we're planning our flake outs. All right. Um, so you can also follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. You can find us on YouTube. You I've already given you our email address. If we get and two if, more you listeners on subscribers on YouTube, we hit 69. So let's set nice. that for the goal for the next, next week. And then no one else subscribe, please. Nope. Okay. Just leave it, leave it. Um, so yeah, if you want to help us get get to the nice level, <laughs> go ahead and subscribe there. Um, also, if you want to, you can join our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the effects loop. And it's really awesome. It helps us do really cool things like we're going to go and donate some money um, because we don't use that money on ourselves, really, especially with Summer Nam being canceled. Um, so we could reimburse me for Pro Tools and those kind of things. We could. I'm, wait, oh, did you oh, oh, what, what did your internet break out oh, oh, you're, you're at 60 you're at 68 subscribers now by the way <laughs> oh yes play uh all right um yeah we can reimburse scott for proposals or something like that once again thank you stringjoy for sponsoring this episode go to stringjoy.com and buy some dang strings okay just do it like don't think about it just go now
What good. are you still good doing job. here? No, no, good job. Hi. Good job. Oh, oh, no, no, great. Good, good thing. Welcome back. We're very proud of you. All right, guys, for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm John. I'm Scott. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 I just looked over and I see John here looking over to the side. I'm waiting for like a uh, like a gazelle to come out of nowhere. Hmm. Actually, no. did you see? Uh, no, it, it was my son asking my wife to pull a piece of cheese out of his Ziploc bag. As you do. Okay. You store cheese in Ziploc bags? Well, yeah. Once it's, once it's been opened. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sitting down eating eight ounces of the cheese in the city. No, 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 wait, wait. Wait, do you, buy oh, cheese, do you buy the block of cheese and then cut it up? No, dude. Like little wheels and pre-cut wedges and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not buying the 100-pound wedge of Parmesan. No, no, no. No, I think he's buying, he's just buying, like, the block of, like, even if it's American cheese, you can buy just, like, the block, and it's not singles. It's not individually wrapped. It's just the block that's already, like, ready for you to pull apart. Yeah, yeah, we just we buy chunks of cheese. Yeah, you don't buy your cheese in chunks. Not really. Doing? No, Scott, Scott, are you a craft singles guy? No. Though What's I have, I have. Oh my! Wait, wait, hold on. cheese right now, and I think it's just craft branded for my daily ham and cheese sandwich. Yay, COVID. Is it slices, or do you like actually slice it yourself? Yeah, I buy pre-sliced cheese. Ah, uh, okay, there it is. Okay, okay. I wanted to see. I'm bougie. <laughs> I'm bougie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's the like the everyday game between Scott and Diaz, where because we both live in two different financial worlds, where like he's like, wait, you do this, and I'm like, wait, you do that, and we live in two different parts of the United States. Yeah, and, yeah, and things are totally different. Do you buy do you buy store brand everything? Is that like a big um, deal? Like if you get the name brand versus the store brand? It, it really depends. I mean, I buy store brand of a lot of stuff. Actually, the place that we shop at is uh, Aldi. Oh, yeah, dude, yes. Dude, Aldi's the bomb. Like uh-huh. in there, the Aldi and, by me smells like something's dying. Well, but. that's the, you just have to walk past that. Yeah, that's that means that you need to get out of the. Uh, that means you should have bought those avocados that were on sale last week because nobody bought right. them last week and now they're rotten. Uh, no, actually, the, the the cheese that he was getting um, is in the Aldi finds this week for Halloween. It's sort of the, the fridge Aldi finds section. Okay. Um, it's uh, wait, you're giving out cheese for Halloween? No, I'm not. No, it's just the Aldi. It's it's like their discount. It's like their deals of the week. Aldi is weird. So they they've got all their standard inventory, mm-hmm. yeah. but that they have a, a separate aisle and a separate fr- uh, like fridge right. and freezer section that is like special buys now it's all their branded stuff it's like what mcdonald's does with the mcrib McRib. there's no reason they couldn't have the mcrib all year round except for just to tease us but when they only bring it out for a couple months they sell way more than they they would have otherwise because it's special and this that's what aldi does oh oh, you you want this now oh too bad you're gonna have to wait and buy five thousand of them in a month yeah i thought it had to do with seasonal pork pricing no no do you think um, there's really anyways. pork in the McRib? Well, it's, it's it's shred and it's shred and press meat, obviously, but the same uh, way like a nugget is. I just don't feel like it's. it's I mean, a pork it could nugget. be, but, but anyways. Yeah, the, what about the what about the, what about the shamrock shake?
Mm. Yeah, see, that's a thing. It's not like right? mint leaves are uh, are <laughs> subject to the. I mean, they could they could honestly just have like a, a mint shake all year round, but do they? they... Don't. Okay, so to do that, do they not have a shake running? Um. So the way they have a shake machine, machine at, at 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 there, right? Or no? So so the way that like it normally works is the flavor gets added. Like they put, it's the same mix constantly. It's, it's just it's like that, a vanilla. It's that, yeah, it's the dehydrated milk stuff. Yeah, right? v- vanilla based. No, it's yeah. not a powder. Not anymore. Okay. They stopped doing that in like the 70s or 80s. Okay. Maybe it was like the, yeah. So uh, you got the machine, you put your milk, your milkshake mix in, which is just pretty much sweetened milk, and the machine freezes it. And while it's coming out, it, like mixes the flavor in that's why if you ever drink a mcdonald's shake you if you sip from the top or not from the top but like sometimes like the first sip you get has like another flavor mm-hmm. that's yep, because that's vanilla will come sometimes always taste like strawberry right it's yep. because the tail end of that last shake before you the flavor is still somewhat in there but that includes coloring too. So, like, do they have right. a mixing a mechanism that that? Turns yeah, it's, it? it mixes inside and it adds a syrup. So, so like there's vanilla. like a carburetor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a venturi tube of flavor. Okay, I'm not. This I'm is not actually. Like, I'm genuinely interested in this now. Whereas before, okay, so I was way, like, whatever. So the way Burger King does it, and this Burger King does it somewhat of the more old-fashioned way compared to mcdonald's we actually mix it at burger king are we i did i don't work there anymore thank god mm-hmm. um so like there we have just one shake mix and then we put the syrup in the bottom and then we blend it so you either get strawberry syrup vanilla syrup or chocolate syrup and then we blend it so their machine just pretty much blends it before it hits the cup you know because they have the mcflurry mixer already there i don't know why they don't just do that Work. they sell way too many shakes mm-hmm. it's not um oh my god hold on 